0: Thank you for listening to The Power Shift Mindset. We'll be discussing techniques, concepts, and strategies to help you achieve the success and happiness you're looking for. Hey guys, it's Coach Jay, And this week, Shruti and I are talking about cause and effect, how something that happens in one situation can affect the other situation. hope you enjoy the show. Hey guys, it's Coach Jay, And I have Shruti back with me this week. And today we're talking about Cause and effect. Um, we hear a lot in science and physics every action has an opposite and equal reaction. Um, so there's times when something keeps happening to us and we just wonder why it keeps happening to us. But is that the effect to something that we caused by an action we're doing? Or are we the cause of it happening? Um, Shruti, what's your take on that? And we talked briefly before opening up and how it means different things to different people.
1: Sure. So I think how it can apply to your life. Is, you know, what side are you on, cause or effect? Effect is more, this keeps happening to me versus cause, which is what am I allowing for this to happen to me? So let's say someone's treating you poorly and you say, oh, this person keeps treating me poorly all the time. They're stressing me out. Now that's the effect side. The cause side would be, what am I doing to allow this behavior? Why am I feeling stressed out when it comes to this person? So you're taking accountability when you're on the cause side. And I like that because I used to be the person that was on the effect side. I'm not going to lie. Not that I didn't take accountability before, but I was more of like, oh, this keeps happening to me or this, this same situation keeps popping up. And then as I worked on myself, I was like, okay, well, there were things that I can take accountability for. What am I learning from this? What do I need to change? And so forth.
0: Well, you kind of touched on a couple of things. I mean, we, we mention often how a lot of our topics overlap with each other. You use the term accountability, which I, we did a show on that. And you also mentioned what we allow to happen and kind of goes in what's our value. And we'll do that a lot where, why are we letting this happen to us? And in, in some cases, that's decreasing our value. We have to be able to stand up for, for what we deserve and across the board. And a lot of times, you hear this in reference to, okay, how much am I getting paid at my job? But it's also, okay, how am I letting people treat me? I mean, am I am I constantly being that friend that everyone's canceling on me and I let it happen over and over and over again and and yeah. makes me not feel good emotionally? Or, or like I said, just the way someone talks to you at work. You had mentioned uh, someone you were working for that spoke to you in a, a rude, demeaning manner that... That went on until you finally said, wait a minute, I deserve better than this. And, and it's the the cause and the effect thing is, okay, what caused her to do that? I mean, is that something, I mean, we always hear, hear that term upbringing. Was she brought up to, to speak to someone in a rude way? And then it got, I mean, transmitted over to you. You just happened to be wrong place, wrong time. Or was it something that maybe you did wrong? You didn't clean the cabinets as good as she likes. So she felt she could talk to you. So w- in what direction yeah. did that come to her to make her do that?
1: Exactly. And if there is a specific pattern that's repeating in your life, there's one common denominator here. It's you, right? So if you're, let's say you're fighting with everybody, like at work, at home, with your significant other, with your friends, what's the common denominator here? Everyone's just fighting with you. No, it's you. Okay. Now what are you going to do about it? Are you going to keep doing that or are you going to say, like, I heard someone say the other day, oh, it was when this person stressed me out and I was like, well, you were stressed out. You let the other person stress you out. It's not that the other person stressed you out. You allowed that.
0: Yeah. And there and there's some situations we don't have control of. I mean, I've seen it um, like in the shop that I worked in, there was a, a case where you have and person A is butting heads with person B. And then when person B leaves, hey, everything's good again. And then the new person C comes in and now person A is butting heads with person C. And it's like, oh, wait a minute, maybe person A is the issue. And it's not necessarily the other person, because no matter who we put there, um, or you mentioned a situation or a person that stresses you out. I know at one point I was buried with work. It just happened to be that my department got absolutely buried and there were hundreds of pans of work up against the wall. And I could have let it stress me out or I could have just said, you know what, I can only run one pan at a time, whether there's a stack of two or a stack of 200, I can't change anything. So I'm not going to let it stress me out and keep going.
1: Right. If people around you are escalating, it's it's easy, right, to escalate with them. But in that moment, you do have a choice of, okay, am I going to escalate with everybody else or am I going to choose to remain calm and detached from the situation? That's where our choice comes in. And if we can't master ourselves, how are you going to master other people? So it really comes back to you. I mean, I remember being at work one day and one, one of the people were like freaking out and like I could have escalated with them or let it affect me, but I was just like calm and neutral and detached because that's going to going down to that level and I've done it before plenty of times. It's just low vibration. Like, do I, do you want to be on a high vibration or do you want to be on a low vibration? And I think the way to being on a high vibration is choosing, is choosing how you want to respond. There are a lot of things that are beyond our control, but how we choose to react is definitely in our control. And you are going to fall short sometimes. You're human. Like, you're not, you're not like God, but it's a practice. And, and then you end up later on regretting it, right? You're like, Oh, I wish I hadn't said that. And if you had just taken that moment or cho- chose to walk away, when you, when you feel that anger, that rage coming, if you have a chance to walk away, walk away.
0: You had mentioned Sorry. accountability. I just did a quick search on samples of I mean, cause and effect. And one of them is, cause a child eats only junk food and never does anything active affect the child is obese and usually exactly. you'll see it you'll usually see this come up when and when people start talking about gun control and I mean, guns don't kill people people kill people and then the fight back is well spoons don't make you fat I mean so it's not that the spoon made you fat it's just you ate the food and, and that's the thing it's like a lot of people won't take that accountability it's like oh I'm doing this and I'm doing that but you didn't change anything on this side. Sometimes it's like that, that try to catch up, like you can't outrun a bad diet. You can't outwork out a bad diet. So people will see the situation. Okay. I'm unhealthy and let that be what it is, whether it's obesity, whether it's heart issues, whether it's high cholesterol and on the back end, they try to do more. Okay. I'm getting on the treadmill. I'm going for my runs. I'm doing all this. Well, why not go on the other end and find out what's causing it. It's the unhealthy diet. And I mean, we can go into more steps of that, but that's what's causing the unhealthy lifestyle that you have. So let's change something that's making that effect. Let's not try to outrun it and outwork it on the other end.
1: Right, but I, I think that people feel safe in their comfort zone. It's very, it, it's not easy, like, you know, Transferring from that to like really, I'm not saying it's easy. It's doable, of course, but it requires you to step out of your comfort zone, and that's going to be uncomfortable for a while. Like, let's say you move out and you're living on your own for the first time. Do you think you're going to be able to sleep the first couple of nights easily? No. But how are you ever going to do it unless you step into it? Unless you take the action of stepping into something that makes you uncomfortable. That's that's a big key is Especially what I learned was you will never succeed if you stay in your comfort zone. And being on the cause side requires you to step outside of your comfort zone, observe your own behaviors and where you have to change. And no one's perfect. I think it's easy. Like no one likes to apologize, right? When they're wrong, they're like, I don't want to apologize first. I didn't do anything wrong. It really comes back to you.
0: Yeah, the, the comfort zone thing is definitely I mean, well documented. I and mean, Gary V, I mean anyone that's an entrepreneur, I' mean, Gary Vanderchuk, he's a, a big person that the the entrepreneur and, and self-employed look up to. Um, my mind's going blank uh, from the uh, Steve Harvey. I was just watching a thing on his talk show and someone asked him about success in this. And he said, you got to get outside of your comfort zone. So that get out of your comfort zone to make changes, to to be successful, uh, definitely comes on. And I'm a perfect example. I mean, I worked in a in a job that I was there for nearly 25 years. And I'd say a good solid 10 years I mean, or or even more was uncomfortable, but it it was comfort because it was familiar. I knew what I was getting into Absolutely. as much as it was uncomfortable to be there. I knew what the discomfort was and I knew how to handle it. I mean, I was going into depression that I couldn't have I any mean, family vacations because we were limited and we were restricted on when we could take it. So yeah, I had my time off from work. So I was able to relax and not be in that shop, but my wife couldn't have that off. That's not, enjoyable at its fullest so it wasn't it didn't have as much value to it and to finally make that jump and jump into the unknown and it's still unknown i mean i've only been at it for seven months now and there's still an unknown aspect to it but at the same time i'm more relaxed i'm more comfortable I and mean, you and i were talking I'm, I'm going to vegas in a couple of weeks for a large archery tournament i mean this is my second vacation in in six months I mean, I didn't take a real vacation, in who knows how many time, how many years, because it was limited to me. So just something like that allows me to relax. It, it goes to that mental health and emotional health side, and Absolutely. yeah, the, the comfort, the comfort zone. It's sometimes it's comfortable being uncomfortable because you at least know what the discomfort is, so you know how to manipulate it, you know how to handle it, you you know what to expect. As much yeah. as it's not fun to be there at least, you know, what it's going to be like, as opposed to jumping into something where it's a complete a mystery as to how it's going to react.
1: Yeah. I think everything is kind of a mystery of how it's going to go. Nothing is guaranteed. Right. But we can embrace, em- embrace that area where we're uncomfortable and just like go for it. And yes, you're going to fail a couple of times. You're going to fall down. You're going to feel embarrassed. But there's gonna be growth there, and then you will get to that level of attracting what it is that you want or what you are. you know th- that's a big thing is attracting what you are. It's not just what you want. you have to I think you have to match that what you are with what you want. So I see, like I have this one friend, and I know she really wants to settle down and you know, get married and have kids, and she's going, on, multiple dates, one after the other, but there's this common theme of how it turns out of when the guys leave or they disappear. And if someone says to you like, yeah, I, I want love in my life. How do you expect to get that? That's going to require you to do the work too. You cannot get that from someone else unless you are also emanating that. So that's going to require you being vulnerable. That's going to require you being consistent you can't expect something else out of somebody else without becoming it first you want consistency you be the consistent one you want love you come from love first you cannot and then once you do naturally I feel like because you're putting that energy out there unconsciously and also being aware of it you are going to attract that but if you're just looking to someone else for it it's just, it's going to keep the same situations, the same lessons are going to keep coming up because it's external, it's not internal.
0: Well, you, you mentioned how it keeps coming up, kind of like that snowball effect. And, I, and I've mentioned it on the, on the podcast that my wife and I have gone through, through marriage counseling. And probably about 10 years ago was the, the first time we went. And when you, when you take that example of, of what you were shown, and my parents are divorced. And my parents got divorced when I was eight years old. So growing up as a nine, 10 and into my teens and my high school years, I didn't see that. And my mother laughs when I do this, but I'm going to go back to like that, leave it to beaver or, or lassie type of I mean, household with the, everything's perfect. I mean, the the great parents, the great kids, the white picket fence, the cat and the dog and everything's perfect. So you go to those old time television shows. I didn't see that. I I had, I had a good home with my mother. I had a good home with my father, but it wasn't that stereotypical. Everything's perfect. My wife came from a family where, and she moved here from Portugal when she was 16 years old. Yet her mother moved when she was 14. So my wife was 14 years old without a mother in in her country. So she had to not only be the daughter to her father, but also that wife type of personality of the cooking and the cleaning, not only be the big brother to her, or the big sister to her brother, but also be that mother figure and and help nurture and mentor him. So I mean, that's too much to be put on any 14 year old. So again, she didn't see that lifestyle of the perfect, the perfect marriage or the perfect. So when you take two people that came from these odd situation how are we going to be the perfect marriage when we never saw a real example in front of us to learn from i mean how do we and i'm i'm sure we are not the only example of this i mean throughout the country and throughout the world but how do how do we break that that chain and and now change it and try to show it like we had no example we had no way to learn by being taught i mean you can only google so much and there's no one I
1: size fits off any perfect way just like when you become parents like no one really gives yeah you can read handbooks of like how to be a good parent but i think unless you're in it and i remember kate saying this i don't know if it was on the episode or when she was talking to me but in like the marriage aspect a really deeply listening to one another because yes you do come from different environments you both grew up in different ways maybe different traditions or the way that you were treated and so on. So it's really about deeply listening to the other person. And then how can we go from there? Okay, well, she grew up this way. And I grew up this way. And it's totally opposite. But we want to make this work. So now it's about that. Like, I want to make this work. Okay, what actions can I take to make this work? And it's not just communication, right? Because we've talked about that before. It's comprehension, too. It's about understanding the other person. We can talk all day, talk all day long. And still, it's like you're speaking German and I'm speaking French and there's no resolution.
0: Right. Yeah, no, there's, there's definitely. I mean, you mentioned kids and even that. I and mean, you have one kid and you think, oh, this kid came out perfect. That doesn't mean it's necessarily the same recipe for for the next one it's going to be something different just like what works for to i'll use the word repair my marriage is not going to be the same for the next struggling marriage it's but it's like again that that cause and effect like i had mentioned the the thing with you and and the woman you were working for and from what direction did it cause her to be mean, mean for lack of a better term was it because she was taught to speak down to people or was it because it was a a reaction to the way you were doing something so you and that's tough for someone in your position to sit there and and think okay why is she talking to me like this is did I do something wrong or is this just her personality and it's never
1: about that is it really because we react based on our own perception of reality so yes I could be triggered by her I could trigger her but at the end of the day it's a reflection of of you you're basically just mirrors for each other so for with her i felt like it was a huge lesson for me of how i thought about myself and the lack of self-love or the lack of self-confidence i had that let me allow that behavior and she was just kind of like a teacher for me at the time i didn't know that but when i look back at all the people in my life Anytime I had encounters like that, which I had several of for a long time because I had low self-worth and a lack of self-love and no confidence. But now I respond or react differently because I'm like, oh, that's not me. That's them. So if I choose not to take it personally and not drink that person's poison, then it's not going to affect me. And if I do choose to get triggered, I'm like, oh, this person's teaching me about where I need to be healed. Like I haven't healed that yet. Because I won't be affected by someone if I've healed that aspect of myself. Does that
0: make sense? Yeah. Like you said, you, you had situations like that multiple times before you mm-hmm. finally said, wait a minute, this is where my value is. I can't allow this anymore. And right. I, same thing. I can go back to how things were in that shop where eventually I said, you know what? This is what I know I'm worth. I need to go where I feel I'm getting what I'm worth. And again, across the board, we can look at it as respect, we can look at it as monetary compensation, whatever the case may be. So now I know when I'm putting another situation, whether it's quoting a job or how someone's speaking to me, I, I know where my line is, and this is how you need to treat me. I mean, but sometimes we do need to get pushed around before we realize, wait a minute, there, there's more, more to this than that.
1: Exactly. And I love a self-worth thing because I think it's easy to, for us to say like, oh, I don't feel good enough. Am I good enough for this job? Am I good enough for this person? And we can, words are so powerful. We can choose to rephrase that and say, is this good enough for me? Do you see how just by changing those words around, now you're standing in your own power. Is this good enough for me? Is this good enough for my path that I'm on? Or is this good enough for the long-term goal I had? Is this good enough for the relationship that I'm seeking to have or the partnership I'm wanting to build instead of, am I good enough for this? Is this good enough for me?
0: Yeah, no, that, that's definitely a way to look at it. You, a, lot of, a lot of times, and it's just human nature, am I good enough for the situation? It, it does take a lot to say, yeah. wait a minute, is this situation good enough for me? Uh, and and that is just human nature we're, we're gonna I and mean, just like comparing ourselves I mean we regardless of what it is whether it's you're walking down the mall and you oh she's got a nicer dress or I'm in the gym and oh my goodness he's lifting more weights than me or whatever the case may be we're always comparing and sometimes we gotta not not worry about it we're always comparing ourselves to them and not necessarily that we need to compare them to us but I am who I am. And, and what I do is what I do. And don't don't discredit yourself because it's not the same as someone else.
1: No, and you can actually look at someone else as an inspiration instead of being like, oh, he's lifting more weights than me. How about how can I get there? How can I get to lifting that amount of um, like go from 10 pounds to 20 pounds like he is? How can I? Again, now you're standing in your power. It's the same thing as, is this good enough for me? How can I be like that person? How can I get the success that they have instead of like, oh, they're doing this and like, I'm here. How? It's just about the language we're using and that can be empowering and it's easy to feel insecure. Yeah. But then as you get in touch with yourself, you're like, you know what? No, I am. I'm just as worthy of success as that person is. What makes me not worthy of success just because I'm at point A right now and they're already at point B. So don't you think they were at point A first before they got to point B? They started out the same way or maybe their journey was different, but everyone starts out somewhere.
0: Yeah, and you mentioned a, a couple of things. You mentioned I mean, success and and it there's a lot of things where what, what do we measure success on? And, and you mentioned like just being happy and stuff like that, where I, again, going back to Gary Vanderchuk watching one of his talks where he's like, I know a bunch of miserable people that make half a million dollars a year. Yet I know a bunch of very successful and happy people that make $60,000 a year. So it's like when you're, when you're putting that value on you. And again, the cause and cause and effect thing, I mean, is I and mean, four hundred thousand dollars a year gonna cause you to be happy, I and mean, it's like you said, it's in you to to make that that happiness come out or that success. I mean, you don't necessarily need to make that much to be happy to be successful, and it is does come from inside you. Nothing outside of you can change that. And don't get me wrong, they, I mean, they say, I and mean, money doesn't buy happiness, but it definitely makes misery easier to handle. But
1: <laughs> yes, uh, yes, of course, you get comforts you can have food you can pay your bills I mean there's yes of course money can buy things but really breaking it down for yourself and writing your own story you know some people are just like I want to make this amount of money a year I want to have this house but no one's like okay why and breaking it down further and further and further like think about when you read a book there's always like steps involved of like how the character gets from how they start out to the end of the book. And I, I think we can create our own stories. But most of the time, if you ask someone like, why do you want to make $400,000 a year? I can guarantee you majority of them are like, I just want that money. Like they don't really know the answer of why. And which is why people can't get to their goal sometimes is because they're not defining it enough for themselves and breaking it down. Once you have like a clear why, like what you want, the how will come. The how will come. I think that's like the last thing. I think everything else comes first because we're so concerned with like, how how am I going to get there? How am I going to be married by this time? How am I going to have kids by this time? If you're just thinking about it, you're going to stress yourself out and take yourself away from your goal.
0: So I know this is a, a shorter one, but to start to close, and what would you say the most important thing to to take that control of the cause and effect um, so you can hit your goals, so you can be successful? And again, success isn't necessarily 400 grand a year. You can be successful at 60. Um what what are the biggest keys to be able to control that that cause and the effect that comes from it?
1: As cliche as this sounds, I think the answer is self awareness. Like really, just get to know yourself, be honest with yourself, and the whole game will change. What about you?
0: No, I, I agree with that. Um, I, I go with go back to the show as in the value. Um, like you said, self awareness. I'll take that a step further and to being aware of what you're worth. Uh, and again, across the board, we we talk about a lot of times that is always I and mean, spoken in the terms of how much you get paid for what you do for a living. Um, but it's also how you're being spoken to and how people respect you. And in being in a situation where you get overall value from it, whether it be your, your financial compensation, your pay for your job, the vacation time you're getting, um, the, the mental and emotional and health benefits, or, I mean, the, the, the opposite when it, when it's deteriorating your, your mental or emotional health being in a certain certain situation, knowing what you deserve, the environment you deserve to be into. And like you said, self-awareness, just making sure you're in the right position that, you don't get too affected by what's around you. Yeah. Hey guys, hope you enjoyed this week's show and we'll see you next week. We've had a couple people asking about a Patreon and we recently set one up and you can check out patreon.com slash mindset. And thanks again for all your support. Shift Mindset Podcast is for entertainment purposes only. While the suggestions, strategies, and practices we have given have been proven successful for our personal use as well as clients we have worked with, these recommendations should not supersede instructions given by any licensed professionals, including but not limited to your primary care physician and mental health professionals. Thank you. Thanks for joining us today for the PowerShift Mindset Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. Be sure to like and subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at the PowerShift Mindset. And also visit the PowerShiftMindset.com. Thanks again for listening to The PowerShift Mindset.